When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Folk pop artist Mason Jennings performs live this Sunday at City Winery in Washington, D.C. I spoke to Jennings about his 25-year career from Lemon Grove Avenue to be here now. Hey, Mason Jennings, thanks so much for joining us on WTOP in Washington, D.C. Thanks for having me on. Uh, we're talking because you are coming to our area to perform at the, the City Winery in Washington, D.C. on August 21st, so get your tickets now. Um, I, we're so excited. Um, I, I have to admit right at the top, full disclosure, I had not heard of your music until about two or three years ago. It was, it was during the pandemic. My wife swore by you, like your biggest fan ever. She put me on to your music during the pandemic, and it's been the biggest comfort of this whole time. So I, oh, I, th- cool. I thank you so much. And every, all our listeners, you have to check it out. So um, if, if they come to, if they come to the city winery, um, what, uh, what are we going to play? Is it the new album? Is the old hits a little both? Uh, it'll be a little bit of both. Mostly, most stuff from other albums. There'll probably be like four or five new ones, but you know, I try to sprinkle stuff in from all my different albums. Awesome. And tell us about the, the most recent one, Real Heart. We picked up a, a copy, but uh, how do you think that that's sort of continued to show your, your evolution here? <laughs> well, I think it's, you know, uh, to me, it's pretty exciting because it was produced by Stone Gossard from Pearl Jam. And it was like a very folk based record, which you think it might be rock if, with him producing it. But actually, like I recorded a lot of the acoustic guitars and vocals um, at my house in Minnesota overlooking a lake and it was became like kind of a rural sounding folky record. And then Stone and his friends added lots of like strings and some orchestration like that. And it's it's got a real folk feel to it that I'm, I'm pretty excited about. I love it. it it's a great album, uh, continuing a, a great run of, of records that I have newly discovered and <laughs> geeking out of thanks to my wife, Ashley. <laughs> um Awesome. Well, um, I know during the, I mentioned how I was listening during the pandemic, you, you did a lot. You've been doing a bunch of live streams and uh, we, we caught your one about um, I guess it might have been in November 2020, maybe, or uh, where you, you performed your entire debut album and you were like stopping in between to, to you know, tell stories. How, how cool uh, was, was that to stay in touch with your fans uh, when, you know, when we were all quarantined, you were able to at least do little private shows for everybody so cool you know it's awesome for me because i could really just get comfortable in my living room and just you know tell the stories without having on, on stage sometimes if you talk a little too long people be like get restless but when you when you're sitting on a video you can just kind of tell the whole story and not not feel that as much so that was fun and then i also i could kind of do show and tell with some of the stuff like show show some of the tapes and stuff that and and, and the artwork and stuff um yeah it was really cool it's the 25 year anniversary of that first record so it's kind of a it was a fun thing to revisit 
Oh yeah. And, and those videos, uh, I guess, uh, your, your wife was able to show, you know, her weavings and sell some of those and you could sell yeah. some hand signed stuff. So it worked out. Um, yeah. well, yeah, you just mentioned is the, what's the, it was, what's the anniversary? We 25 now on 25th anniversary of Mason Jennings, the first one, right? Yeah. 25th year of it. Oh so gosh. pretty cool. That is, that's insane. Well, yeah. um, the uh any memories of putting together that first one i mean what all was on there you got butterfly california you, you there's yeah. so, so many good ones on that darkness between the fireflies oh i could just yeah. geek out all day but just memories of recording <laughs> some of those <laughs> yeah i mean i was like only 22 and i just was trying to make i was actually just trying to make a demo because i went to an artist counselor and and because i had a, a backpack full of cassette demos and he's like dude you got to get it together man you got to make a cd of some sort so that people know what you sound like and so I, I had this little duplex and I just kind of got, got this reel to reel four track machine and made this, I thought it was a demo, but then I made this eight song CD and then I just started selling them. Um, I tried to get a record deal, but at that point nobody was interested. So I just started selling them and we sold like a hundred thousand of those, of those CDs. So I was like, well, I guess I can just do it myself and go directly to the people. So it was kind of a DIY and um, sort of surprised me, but it was really fun. You know, I just recorded all the instruments myself in this, this wooden living room. I just layered the drums, bass and guitar. And, and um, yeah, it's, it's held up well over these years. It's been kind of a cool little boat on the waters. <laughs> it's so good. I mean, I, I don't even, even mention nothing and big sir and, you know, song to give you hope. I mean, that, it's, there's not, there's not a bad song on the whole thing. It's great. Thanks. Um, take me into, I, we noticed uh, again, as uh, my wife was show, taking me through your discovery, I, I know, <laughs> I noticed um, your second album birds flying away. I noticed that there was a little bit more of a, well, there was some protest stuff. It almost was like a little bit of a um, reggae vibe to some of it, like the Black Panther song, you know, mm -hmm. and when the Dr. King song as well. Um, take me into coming up with lines like think of the dead in Vietnam, think of the dead in Birmingham, asleep in a bed in a stolen land. I mean, you have some like 60s counterculture protest anthems running through your veins. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? It's like, well, I think I'm just kind of a researcher. So I'm always like reading mostly. And so I think I was reading some like Huey P. Newton stuff and Eldridge Cleaver, Black Panthers stuff. And I think it just got inside the songs and, um, you know, whatever I'm kind of doing at the time or interested in just all, usually ends up in the song in some form or another. And so that that record was, I guess I was reading a lot of that stuff at the, at the time. I love it. Um, and, and I love reggae. I mean, I, I'm a huge reggae fan. So it'll, it that sneaks in there here and there throughout the throughout the discography keep keep sneaking it in we love it it's always a nice little detour amongst the other stuff nice. um i'm just gonna keep moving quickly through because i'm obsessed with your albums now but uh century spring your third one tell them tell our listeners about sorry signs on cash machines that's a cool turn of phrase <laughs> thank you yeah i don't know where that came from i mean thank, i was definitely like uh moving into piano music because the first two records don't really have piano i don't think there's any piano on there and i, I think i got a piano so that sorry signs was kind of like I wrote that on the piano and and um yeah I don't know I was just kind of looking towards some hope you know that some of the sometimes you're playing those chords and it just there's something inside it that it just it felt like a hopeful song absolutely I'm gonna uh, start jumping around a little more or else we'll yeah. never get through it but um, let's jump to use your voice is arguably well I don't know if it's my favorite it's it's right up there because the it's light, up there cool yeah man the light part two and um. Keeping it, keeping it real. And of course, um, if I had my way, never going to leave Lemon Grove Avenue. Tell me, tell me about putting together that whole album. Well, that album was kind of interesting. And some of the songs are older. Like it was sort of a, I wanted to make a folk, like just a trio record. So like, it's just guitar, upright bass and little tiny drum kit. And I just wanted it to be really, really sparse. 
And so I kind of pulled some songs from different places like that. That Keeping a Real song was actually written for the Shrek movie, actually. Oh, well, um, no way. Did so it just if you not listen make to, the cut? Or? It didn't make the cut, but if you listen to the lyrics, I'm, I'm singing about ogres. But then I just figured it kind of was like big fat love. We feel fairy tale, all that kind of stuff. But then it ended up being just a cool love song too. So I used that. And then um, the light part two is actually supposed to be the first song on my first record, but I couldn't get the recording to sound right. So I just kind of saved it. And then that ended up being on there. And, and then I guess Lemon Grove Avenue was, I was, dri- I was touring a ton at the time and I'm, I've been touring nonstop since then too, but driving through San Diego and I saw a Lemon Grove Avenue sign so I was like, oh, I started singing it in my head and I wrote this song. I think I was on tour with Jack Johnson at the time. And um, so it's like a little bit of flavor of like Jack's kind of influence in there. And then um, I went back to San Diego and played the song. And I was like, San Diego, here's the song. And the crowd just sort of sat there like not smiling. And, and then the one guy goes, have you been to that, that <laughs> avenue? That is not a cool place. And I was like, <laughs> I had no idea. It sounded so beautiful. And he's like, no, that is, there's nowhere near the ocean. It's super ugly and like rough. And I was like, oh, I, well, it's got a song now. Well, in all of our heads, it's a beautiful place, even if there you go. <laughs> and I didn't know that. Thanks for, thanks for the, the Shrek trivia. I didn't know. See, but you can you can do, uh, you know, a, a Shrek song with like catchy. Like, oh, yes. My oh my. But then switch it up to something so deep, um, like what's like the light part two. you know, explain. Yeah. Tell our listeners really quick sort of the metaphor there, like the idea that it's just the light that's changing. It's only the light as we move through different relationships. And, and I mean, like I think in some ways it's like it, that's sort of a quantum thing. And, and like you can get so hung up on on uh, the, the physical and then and the, and the facts, but then everything just kind of regenerates anyway. So like the image that came to me was was an airplane. And I just remember seeing like the light, the light from a sunset kind of moving across the land because it was at sunset and I was like wow that light just crosses everybody like you can't escape the light of a sunset and then I was thinking I'm like well you also can't escape the light of a sunrise either so it just that it just came out of that imagery um and the idea that it just all kind of it's all circular and um you know and then at the end it's like it keeps saying the light that's changing but then it's like it's the light that's breaking which is kind of like trying to be tough saying that your heart's not breaking it's just the light that's breaking Ah, you went from changing to breaking in one yeah. word. It means something totally different. I just, I just thought the whole metaphor was great. Um, Thanks. Trying to think. Oh, bone clouds, I guess was after Jackson square is such a haunting. That's a storyteller song, haunting tale. Um, and then it, what you got, if you ain't got love, just a beautiful romance song. But the one I want to ask you about um, is uh, actually my ringtone every morning. Now, since my wife got me into it, be here. Now the sun comes up. <laughs> And I start again every day, man. So <laughs> talk about, <laughs> in general, talk about the, um, talk about just sort of that concept of, you know, just you got to live in the moment. You got to be here now. And so many of us get caught up on, you know, mistakes of the past or, you know, we're hypo, hypoing about the future, but really just got to be here now. Yeah, I think I was, I was definitely trying to learn a lot about, I was meditating a bunch and I was trying to learn because I had so much anxiety. I was dealing with a lot of anxiety and then, I heard somebody say that, um, you know, everything in the past and everything in the future only happens in the present moment. Mm. And I thought about that for like weeks because I was like, yeah, there really is no other access point to the past or the future except the present moment. And then I just it just made me contemplate that. And and I just think that song came out of that idea. Like um, there's a lot of power in that. I mean, at first it kind of was like daunting because everywhere you are, you're in the now. But then but then oftentimes I really struggle with going into the future and i and that's where anxiety is so staying in that powerful present can it's like an instant tool to get out of anxiety really so 
that song was helpful for me. I kind of wrote it for myself and then hopefully it's, it's cool. It's helping other people too. You wrote it for yourself and it wound up as my ringtone and probably a bunch of other people. That's what great art does, right? It's a personal, but then it probably winds up being universal too. Cool. Um, I, I just want to hit maybe at least one more. Cause I know you signed with Jack Johnson's Brushfire records uh, for in the ever in, in 2008. And I love something about your love. I guess I got to go. Oh, after that, you, my falsetto is not, <laughs> my falsetto is not yours anywhere close. But um, what else was on that? I love you and Buddha too. All right. Uh, hey, little fighter girl. And you're, and then tell me, I want to know about um, that great little um, love and your new man. It, it comes across, it's, it's like a revenge song, but at the same time, <laughs> it almost sounds like a, like you're doing like a stand-up comedy routine. <laughs> totally do. You no. Know? Yeah. Well, I was thinking, I was like, I was writing songs for this record and I was like, I was listening to Folsom Prison by Johnny Cash and I, he was always cracking people up. And I was like, you know, in today's music, a lot of stuff isn't, there's not that many funny songs. Yeah. So I was like, well, maybe I'll try, right. You know, like, and I was, I was dealing with some stressful stuff. And then all of a sudden it was just, this song kind of came out. And um, I thought maybe the way to do that would be like a stand-up com comedian. I, I, I decided I was going to the Troubadour in LA. So I was like, maybe I'll just try this song for the first time, like a stand-up comedian and nobody knew it. And I just sang it and then recorded it. So you're hearing like the first time that song's played the first crowd reaction in real time. They didn't know it. So it's, it's really fun. Like I was like, I'll put a live version of it on the, on the, uh, on the album because I've never really done a live version on one of my on one of my albums. So that kind of was like the first take at the Troubadour in LA with people's initial reaction, which was, I think I thought it was kind of fun. Awesome. Well, it's a great album. All, all of them. We thank Thanks. you for doing a deep dive into all those. Um, that's so cool to have that you've been like in a kind of a quick time sort of listening through it. And that's, oh, and I'm not even all the way caught up. I mean, you know what I mean? I mean, we picked up the most, I guess the most recent two albums, but now I cool. still got to go back and pepper in, you know, in between there. So we invite our listeners to check out blood of man, the flood, Minnesota, always been wild, dark metal songs from when we met, um, <laughs> all, all of them, all of them, um, up until, up until the most recent ones, painted shield and, and real heart. Now I probably have heard some in there. My wife is, you know, YouTube jumped around showing me. So do you, well, let me ask you then in, in that little gap that I've missed <laughs> or that I think I've missed probably heard them. Do you have a favorite song or two or album or two in there? Something that we should at least zero in and pinpoint say, Hey, Jason, go and, and listeners go check that out. You missed a good one. Hmm. Well, I like them all, you know, like of I course. think they're all different. That's the thing that I think you would, I think you'd find over time is like, you know, the blood of man is really lo-fi and it's, I did that in the studio in the woods. It's very rock. And it's like a lot of songs that are very dark. And then same with wild dark metal, but wild dark metal is like a rock record, but it's in a studio. So it's kind of like way more hi-fi. And I mean, if you want to hear rock, those are the two records to listen to, but then a folk record, like the flood is just me and an acoustic guitar the whole way through. Um, so just depends on what you're looking for. And I'll just keep, you know, like, I just think the songs just for me, I just follow the song and then just try to give it the production it needs and not be too embarrassed if stuff comes out really like it goes where it goes. You know? <laughs> I, I love it. I love it. Um, and also, um, I want to like, in terms of your personal life, you know, uh, we mentioned the recent marriage, but don't you have a, aren't you a new daddy recently? Yeah. I have a newborn, a three month old named Western. Congrats. Congrats. Thanks. Yeah, I've got a 19-year-old, a 16-year-old from other marriage, and then I've got a newborn now. So I've got the full deck. <laughs> <laughs> and two stepkids too. So oh you know. hey, hey, more more uh more material to write about songs. Do I write songs? Definitely. I mean it's it's, <laughs> it's more love. <laughs> All right. Mason Jennings, thank you so much for for joining us. 
Um, I really, really, really appreciate it. I guess just sort of in closing, I mean, do, do the final sell on this actual show here at City Winery DC. You know, I mean, uh, A, have you played there before? And D, you know, why, why should our listeners come on out? Yes, I, I love that venue. It's great. I'll have it'll just be me with a guitar and a grand piano, and I'll be telling stories about the songs and, you know, playing stuff from all the records in a very intimate uh, setting, which is just great sound and really, really cool venue to see, see you know, songs and, and, and just kind of hear the essence of these songs for sure. It's I'm looking forward to it. All right. We can't wait again, everyone. It's Mason Jennings. He's going to be at the city winery in Washington, DC on August 21st. So get your tickets now. This was a blast. And thank you again. Totally. Like, we, like we started the interview. Thank you for helping, you know, me just make it through without, you know, losing my mind during this pandemic. Like I, I've loved <laughs> awesome. discovering your stuff. It's awesome. Thanks, Jason. That's really nice. Nice talking to you. You too. All right. Be well, stay safe and look forward to the show. Sounds good. Take care. All right. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us on Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Remember to hit the subscribe button and give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.